Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us. We're just going to give some time for people to jump on before we get started. All righty. Well, welcome to another installation of our Thought Leader series. This episode is sponsored by Wellness Base Brands, who is an industry-leading experiential wellness product. They have Hydra Massage, Cryo Lounge Plus, and Relax Space. Um, so thank you all for that sponsorship, and thank you everyone for being here today. I'm really looking forward to this topic, really diving into it. It's a popular one. So I have a great panel today, as you can see, and to kick things off, I'd love to just go around and have you each introduce yourself and share a fun fact with everyone. So Mary, we'll start with you. Okay, thank you. My name is Mary Thomas. I'm with Western Racket and Fitness Club in Green Bay, Wisconsin, and we were just discussing the fact that for our fun facts, I had to uh, I had to almost phone a family and friends. So the best thing I could come up with is that my family said they think I am as close to Imelda Marcos with the number of shoes that I have. So um, so that is my fun fact. I love some shoes, some heels, some sneakers. So can't go wrong with that. That's a good one. <laughs> Jenny, we'll go to you. Yeah, uh, nice to have everyone here. My name is Jenny Grimsley. I'm the director of fitness product for Vasa Fitness. Um, and I got a Traeger about 18 months ago, and I would say of the 18 months worth of food that I've been able to make, I'd say 75 to 80% of it has been on that one piece. And because we have such nice weather here in Denver, it just makes it super easy. So any opportunity I have to be on it, uh, I'm out of my deck on my Traeger. Nice. <laughs> Kevin. Hi, good afternoon. I mean, Kevin Hannah. I'm the president and CEO with Fit and Lab Therapy based out of San Diego, California. Um, fun fact, I actually have a passion with uh, travel, international and domestic. And I actually visited and stayed overnight in all 50 states on one trip. So it was a pretty exhausting uh, trip, but also fun memories as well. So um, a lot of memories that really hold dear to my heart going forward. Glad to be here. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Hey, I'm EK now, and I'm the founder of uh, Regiment Fitness mm -hmm. and Recovery Wellness. Uh, my fun fact is more of a dumb story. Uh, when I was a kid, mm -hmm. I had just seen the movie Jaws, and we went on vacation the next day, and I was water skiing, and I water skied for like two and a half hours straight because I was terrified if I fell into the water, I was going to get eaten by a shark. So my parents thought I'd love to water ski. The reality is I hated it. I was just scared, scared to death from that damn movie. So. <laughs> That's definitely fun. And for those who don't know me, my name is Taylor Brown, and I'm the editor of Club Solutions Magazine. And my fun fact is I actually got engaged three weeks ago. So that's pretty cool. It's pretty fun. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, not the topic we're discussing today. Um, I'd really like to just dive into this recovery topic by starting off and just kind of learning your overall thoughts on recovery as a trend and the growth that it's had. What do you think's caused it? Where do you think it's going? Just kind of your overall thoughts. And EK, we'll start with you. Okay. I think recovery is obviously it's a great sector right now. I think there's a lot of question as to what recovery actually is. Um, there's a misnomer out there that 
you know, recovery is really just for the gym goers. And we found at the recovery that that's not the case. Um, you know, recovery can be a lot of different things. It can be aesthetics because if you, if you're looking better, you're going to feel better. You're going to be a better person. If you're a better person, there's going to be people that are better around you. You know, recovery could be as simple as paying more attention to your sleep. And from there, figuring out how much more mentally acute you are. Um, I think this trend is going to continue to grow rapidly. I, I think fitness is still growing as a trend, but I think recovery has, can very easily outpace it. Um, you know, to me, recovery is going to go into a lot of different factors. We're going to have aesthetics. We're going to have mental wellness and acuity. We're going to have athletic performance. But I think one of the biggest fields we're about to see it step into are everyday people like us that we want to optimize ourselves. You know, we want to be best at everything that we're doing. And as new technologies are emerging, I think we are going to create the ultimate you, if that makes sense. Um, you know, who doesn't want to feel better, sleep better? Who doesn't want to have better sex? Who doesn't want to have better just overall productivity in their world? You know, these are all things that get to the human character itself is what makes life more enjoyable. And I think we're going to see a lot of recovery models out there starting to address that. Awesome. Mary, what are your thoughts? Well, I think it's incredibly exciting to see the growth in this space and the fact that so many of these modalities are becoming more widely recognized in a mainstream sense. To echo what EK said, I think there's still a group that we're very heavily focused on from that active user and that more athletic gym goer individual. I think as we know, the statistics bear out only about 20% of the population is actually in that space. And so we've got an opportunity to service 80% of the market that might not even be in a space to move yet, might not be feeling well enough to even consider getting into a gym. And so I think there's some really neat opportunities to take some of those passive participants or people that are looking for more passive modalities to get them actually feeling better. Because if we really look at it, I really truly think at the end of the day, exercise is still the number one biohack, moving our bodies, getting, getting and staying strong. And so if we can get people from a place where they start to feel better, move better and get them into a realm where they can utilize their services within the club, I think there's some unique opportunities in that, in that realm too. Yeah, Kevin. So we've been in the pandemic for three years now, so I think really coming out of that, um, people are much more health conscious about wellness overall. I think they're also more willing to change their lifestyle and behavior um, to fit into the wellness space and to really um, prioritize wellness into their day-to-day life. I think we're also very isolated socially in that time too. So I see gyms investing a lot in technology and equipment to try to get um, numbers back into the gym where there's more a sense of community and collaboration with the different wellness aspects. Also I'm finding from personal experience like the traditional numbers to go to the gym do the workout 45 minutes, one hour, and then leave. But now we're seeing we're adding three or four minutes of cryotherapy onto the treatment. We're seeing them doing more sauna, they're doing a massage Friday. So I think, you know, instead of just doing a gym workout, we're seeing a lot of other avenues of wellness within that visit to the gym. Yeah, really building the socialization around it too. Mm -hmm. 
Jenny. Yeah, it's interesting how this shift has happened. I mean, if you think of health and wellness as a triad of movement, diet and lifestyle, and then recovery, they all three work together. Um, and coming out of the pandemic, similar to what, what Kevin just said, is that people are more educated, they're more aware of their own health and wellness and being able to take advantage um, of that third piece of the triad that is so often forgotten, especially in in um, the the area of the industry that BASA sits in, in that we want to make sure that, yes, we're providing the education because that's available to the more affluent, but also making it available to the common person because those are the ones who need it the most. And, you know, if we look at it, we have two very different types of uh, recovery that we're, we're, we have members seeking. One is the performance side. You know, we've got stage athletes, we have field athletes, we have, um, people who just want to come in and, and get after it from day to day. And then we have the other piece who are using our facilities as a refuge from the stress of their everyday life. So being able to not continue to layer on physical stress on top of mental and emotional stress, but to, but to provide opportunities for folks to come in, have their hour, hour and a half to themselves um, and use a modality that will will take some of that stress away rather than continuing to pile on because as we know, there's only so much stress a body can take before it starts to break down. So um, while yes, recovery is um, is growing and has grown over the last few years, we also can't forget that movement and diet and lifestyle are the other two pieces of that triad that make health and wellness um, so important to, to how we operate within our, our everyday lives. Yeah, so it sounds like we all agree that recovery is important, and I'd love to hear just kind of what products and amenities you're offering so people can experience recovery, right? So, Kevin, we'll start with you. Yes, we have a hybrid approach. We do a lot of physical therapy, so that's only on the medical side. But then we also transition to personal training. We do cryotherapy, therapy, light laser therapy, massage, um, pool therapy. Uh, we do a lot of stretch therapy and rehab, uh, obviously dry sauna, wet sauna, uh, and then also IV infusion and injections as well. So continuing to add to that based on what clients are telling us that they want to see and see in our field and really um, capitalizing on that. Awesome. Mary. We currently offer cryotherapy, light therapy, and a vibration and compression therapy. Uh, right behind me is the mural on a wall in the new space when we closed down our child care area about nine or ten months ago. We decided to make the commitment to mm -hmm. add on to what we were doing in the wellness and rejuvenation space. And so, in the space that I'm sitting in right now, we're looking at bringing in more healing modalities. So, we're looking at bringing in the beamer with the pulsed electromagnetic frequency. We're looking at bringing in radio frequency uh, detox treatments. We're looking at bringing in uh, a greater light therapy bed to give people more benefit. And so we're at a, an interesting crux in our journey too, where there's so many new opportunities and so many new products that are available that as I continue to learn more and more about it, like I said, I think it, it starts to separate into two camps. So we kind of have the energy room where you've got the cryo and Normatech and everybody's buzzing in and out. And then over here, you can come in and, and do some things that, that work more from the, the inside out and some healing that way. So those are the, those are the modalities in our spaces. 
Yeah, I think you bring up a good point. I think it's really important for clubs to consider the space that these products will go into and really create an environment around it and not just putting a product into your gym, right? Because if you want it to heal people, you can't put it in the middle of your fitness floor, right? <laughs> yeah, and I think, uh, yeah, the environment, I, I do, I think the environment plays a, an overall feel and mindset and, and where you're at. So again, just trying to create that experience within within the facility to give people a a place of peace to again heal from the inside out yeah jenny yeah I, we actually do a couple different things some more passive um and some a little bit more active um so like most hvlp gyms we do offer massage chairs we offer light therapy um and sauna and steam in, in most if not all of our locations um and sauna and steam are like the original recovery things i know back in the 60s 70s like bathhouses had had all of that um, but as we've moved uh, more into the, the modern age of recovery, um, one of the big things we've done is provide our trainers, um, as they're working with clients, additional education outside of their CPT in order for them to help their clients deal with stress a little bit better, making sure they're programming things that um, don't uh, have that overlap of stress, like I, like I spoke about before. Um, and that's for our PT clients for Everyone else, um, we recently, uh, within the last two years, have opened up what we call Studio Flow. And this is our infrared yoga space. Um, it's in about six of our clubs now, and we're looking to expand it. But what we wanted to do was offer something at an affordable price that allowed people to come in and experience that and have an experience that only folks really in city centers um, and more high-end neighborhoods were, were able to experience. And we know that the gentle heating of the room um, provides a relaxing effect, but also makes yoga more accessible. Yoga has been one of the fastest growing fitness trends since about 2012, 2013. Um, and we're almost, we're at a point where it's peaking and getting into more of the general population and much less niche. So while yes, we do have some of the, the passive modalities of foam rolling and um, getting in the, in the massage chairs or doing some light therapy, we're also getting a little bit more active and, and creating an, an active recovery space um, and providing our, our teams um, in the clubs with additional education, because we know sleep is the number one way that people recover. So if we're helping them manage their stress, hopefully they're sleeping better. Now they can start to see better results um, from the other parts of their training in the gym. Yeah, great perspective. EK, we'll go to you. Yeah, I'll go touch on kind of what Mary said a little bit. Most of the, the most important part when you're setting up any type of recovery is you've got to be purposeful. You've got to understand what you're setting it up for. And, you know, you've got to have that right environment. If you have an environment that's highly stressful, it's going to be really hard for people to get anywhere with energy work or things like brain tap and things like that. So, you know, if you're going to do it in a health club, for example, we, we have a very wide scale of who we work with. So when we work with a lot of health clubs on their spaces, you know, we like to make sure it's in that right part of the health club. The, the, the mood lighting's right. The sound's right. The soundproofing's right. So, you know, how do you, how do you get that person into the zone to just relax mentally? Well, it starts with when they walk through that door. I think in the recovery business, we have to take, you know, we have to take a page out of some of the best retailers out there in the world that are experiential retail. Um, you know, when we look at modalities, that's a big question. We have, look, I've seen a lot going on out there right now. I've seen people cramming everything they can into 500 square feet and calling it recovery. That's BS. That's not recovery. What you got to do is you've got to pair things together very specifically. So with us, we have medical and then we have what we consider non-medical modalities. And you know, I could talk for hours on that, but 
you know, we have things from IV therapy to NAD therapy to PEMF to biocharger for light frequency and sound. We have cryotherapy, we have cold plunge, we bring in hyperbaric. Then we bring in things like, you know, we're playing with things like the Morpheus 8 for um, aesthetics. But my point here is it doesn't matter the modalities you have so much as long as there's a purposeful story behind them. So for example, if you're going to do IV infusions and call it cellular health, that's a little bit of a reach. You know, an IV infusion is going to help you hydrate. It's going to help you think clear. But if we're not introducing things like PEMF or even red light therapy that address you at a mitochondrial level, for example, why aren't we putting these things together? It's like peanut butter and jelly. Nobody likes just a peanut butter sandwich. It works. It fills you up. But if you add the jelly, it's a hell of a lot better. So I know I'm kind of out there on a lot of things I talk about, but the reality is when you're looking at modalities, you got to make sure they tell a story and they address an actual problem. And that, that's the best advice I can give people. Yeah, I'd love to know your all's personal favorite recovery modality that you use yourself, because I just went to Grand Teton National Park and we jumped in a glacier lake and it was horrible and freezing and I did not enjoy it. So I, in return, thought I would hate cryotherapy because it was cold, but it's a completely different experience. I actually really enjoyed it. Um, so I'd love to know what you use personally that you enjoy the most. And Kevin, we'll start with you. Yeah, for sure. Cryotherapy is one of my best. I was initially I not wanting to do it. We actually had a contest at our club, like who did it the longest and I totally enjoyed it and I just did it and I really found it very beneficial in terms of pre-workout or even after workout for recovery. So I love it and I use it daily, seven days a week. Awesome. EK. I use all of it. It just depends on my mood at the time, but unequivocally every single day I'm doing a red light bed. I'm doing my PEMF therapy and I'm either doing a cryotherapy or a cold plunge. And, you know, I was against cold plunge at first. I didn't really understand it, but after I did it, I understood the mental aspects that go along with it. Um, so for me, I look at that and it's all about, it's, it's all about cellular health more than anything else. And those three things together give me great energy, great immunity. Those are, those are my favorite ones. Um, I, I have PEMF at home. You know, I use it every single night because I track my sleep. And when I'm doing PEMF, I always get deeper sleep and better sleep scores. So, you know, those are my top ones. Awesome. Jenny. Yeah. Um, it's going to sound fairly boring compared to, to these two guys, but it's basic movement every day. Um, I do two to three times a week in our, our studio flow um, classes. We have a deep stretch class that is less yoga and more just focused on movement and mobility. And then, you know, 10 to 10 to 20 minutes um, every day of just basic movement stuff. I, I don't know that there needs to be quite the investment um, from supplemental things if we're not mastering the basics first. So I try to keep it simple in that way. Mary. I am 110% behind cryotherapy. We've had it here at the club for the last, I think, six, maybe going on seven years. And I can tell you it has been life altering. Um, knock on wood. I have not had a cold. I have not, I've not had COVID. <laughs> I don't know. Again, I think from a sleeping standpoint, your immune system, your circulatory system, your nervous system, everything is firing. Also from a mood standpoint, right? You get that initial dopamine hit when you, when you shock your body like that. And so I think from that standpoint, it's usually beneficial too. So I, uh, I'm 
a huge proponent of cryotherapy. To echo what EK said, the stacking protocols, I think, is what the next level of the industry needs to go to in terms of saying, hey, if you're looking for an energy stack today, if you're looking for a rejuvenation stack, if you're looking for an immune boosting stack, I think that's where we need to go in terms of saying, hey, eight minutes in the red light bed, 10 minutes on the PEMF, and then vibration. Like, however, you know, however it works in terms of the products and the assortment that you have in your facility, I really think that's where the the next iteration comes into play is that, yes, we need to give people some really good guidance to say, depending on what it is that you're looking to achieve today, what you're bringing in is your problem. Here's what we can do to help stack that to get you the best result and the most efficient use of the time. Yeah, I think that is a good segue into my next question. We've talked a lot about how recovery can be for athletes and recovery can be for normal people and the plethora of modalities we have for it. But I really want to know and hear your advice on the best practices for offering this inside fitness facilities. Like what's the best setup? What's the best way to market it to members? What's the best way to really get the word out? And Jenny, we'll start with you on this. Yeah, um, I'll speak to how we use it in in our spaces. Um, We're using our studio flow um, and personal training services as the premium product. So we would love to get people more engaged in those. And so as a way to add more value into the membership that they're going to pay monthly anyway, it's how can we make it more valuable so that we can hang on to those folks for a little bit longer. And we know that if they're feeling good, they're moving well, um, their life outside the gym has been enhanced by what we're able to do. Um, then we've done, we've done our job. And so as, you know, as we look at how we're incorporating things, um, as, as folks come in and they use different parts of the gym, um, we want to make sure that, that they see the value in it rather than coming in and saying, oh, I'm just getting a membership for, for weights and cardio as well, pay a little bit more. And now not only do you get your weights cardio, you also get our first level of, of recovery with our hydro massage beds. And so I think there's, there's several different ways, but as we look at it, it's more of a value add than an add on. Awesome. Kevin. Yeah, obviously we do a lot on social media for sure, but I think also we do, um, we have groups that we all use um, from the sales team to the front desk, just really what are we offering, what value do we bring to the table, to Jenny's point, and making sure that we're giving tours of prospects, we're well versed in all these different things that we're offering and really explaining and speaking to it. Uh, and really, when we are giving tours and someone is seeing something in trial, that just piques interest, right? So we kind of steal them in that direction, and and really that uh, individual on the cryo chamber will say, "Yeah, really awesome recovery," or they'll just add and help us do word of mouth on everything that they're um, seeing in this wellness um, that wellness product. So I think. That part of it also being convenient. So having as many amenities under one umbrella is also what I'm hearing too. So for instance, like instead of traveling to three or four different locations for one thing that we do in our gym, trying to find all of those solutions and then be that one-stop shop for all their health and wellness needs. Awesome. Yeah, that's great advice. Mary. I really think it starts with the education out of the gates. So again, what are people, what are people coming to? 
as with any product or anything that you're selling, you're obviously looking to solve somebody's problem or whatever issue it is that they're bringing to you. So the education side of things, even starting with some sort of a drip campaign before people would even come into the door, where do I start? What the heck is this? What do I do after? Do I keep doing it after one month? What is what is the education piece behind it? And then I think it's having the knowledgeable staff in place to really walk through that journey with people. And so one of the positions that we're putting into place here at the club is, I guess you could call it a concierge on some level to really say, hey, depending on where it is that you're looking to take your journey and your path here at the club, we will walk through with you to make sure that you're getting guided to the best outcomes. Um, again, I think the follow-up side of things after people do some of these treatments, I, maybe there's a perception that if you do it once or twice, everything's a-okay, but I really think that follow-up to say, hey, you come in for your appointment, we want 80% of the people walking out the door to be booked for their next appointment to make sure that they get that consistency and that follow-up to, to really receive the benefits from participating in these types of modalities. Another thing is giving people the opportunity to try something for free to give them the chance to normal testers to offer that to them for no cost. As far as the energy they're putting there, you have a captive audience probably for at least 20 to 30 minutes to hopefully educate and give them some insight into some other things that they could be doing. So those are some of the things that we're doing. And then also video. <laughs> video is one of the most powerful things. Like you say, we can talk about cellular function and mitochondrial benefit. And so again, until people see it, like if you see the if you see the PEMF videos showing what that's actually doing to your circulatory system, it's so much more powerful than me explaining it. So I think having videos playing in your spaces while people are sitting there is powerful as well. Yeah. And again, one more and one more thing, social proof testimonials, I think getting people to share their own personal experiences to let people know, hey, this is how this benefited or this is how this helped me. That's really powerful as well. Yeah, of course. EK. I'd say, you know, education is number one on this part to kind of echo what Jenny was saying. This is great. This is a great value add. But unfortunately, in the health club industry, when we hear value add, most owners think free. Let me add this for free. And yeah. I, I say this on every webinar and people are tired of hearing me say it, but the reality is for recovery to truly be successful, we have to prove the value in that value add, meaning we have to bring our membership prices up for everything. If you're going to be recruiting a recovery with it, I have a good friend of mine, V-Man, who a lot of people know, and, and he, he loves to say the word, the first word in working out is what? Work. Where when you're in that gym, it's work, work, work. And, and I can say this because we, we own gyms. We're guilty as club owners of telling people, we need you in here five days, six days, seven days a week. We, we pounded into it, you know, as personal trainers. I, I did it for 20 years. And it was like, yeah, you could have some recovery days of stress, of stretching and things programmed in for that client on their own. I think the most important thing to understand about recovery is it feels good. It instantly feels good. And when you think about your members, I'm 45 now. So for working out to me, it's like, damn. I got to do this. I don't look forward to going to the gym. I don't look forward to, you know, sweating and lifting everything every day. Do I feel better from it? Absolutely. But if I can go get myself a set of balancer pro pants for lymphatic drainage, a little red light and some cryo, I instantly feel better. And that makes me actually want to go work out a little bit harder. So I think I forgot what the question was. I'm just off on a tangent here, but the reality is when you're setting recovery up inside of your clubs, you're wasting your time. 
if you're not educating every single person from that group fitness instructor to that personal trainer on what it is. A lot of personal trainers view recovery as the enemy because they think this person might not be coming to see me quite as much. We have to change the perspective. The perspective is rest is what heals you. It's what optimizes you more than anything else. So for gyms that are looking to put recovery in there, you need to program it in just as you would anything else. And again, purposeful programming, telling people on Monday, you're doing this with your trainer on Tuesday. Here's exactly what I need you doing on your off day, but it's not an off day. It's actually recovery and reset day. And then same thing, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So I think the most important part as I ramble here is purposeful spaces, education. It's not just a set of Normatech pants. You got to tell them what it's actually doing for them. Yeah, I think the education piece is definitely important in not only educating members the benefits, but educating your staff on how to educate your members and making sure they're very knowledgeable on all your modalities and what it really does. Because if I'm trying something new and I'm like, what am I getting out of this? And someone's like, I don't know, just try it and you'll feel good. I'm going to be like, what? What's going on? So making sure your staff's really educated, I think is also an important piece. And we kind of talked about how recovery's got to where it is today, but I'd really love to talk about where we think it's going. Do you think it's just kind of popular right now because we came out of COVID or do you think it's long-term here to stay gonna keep getting bigger? I'd love to just hear your thoughts on that. And Mary, we'll start with you on this one. Well, um, I think uh, I personally, I, uh, I have such a passion for it that I think at least in my realm, it's here to stay. And I think the technology is advancing so quickly and, um, and so there's so many neat, interesting things coming up. And so, I, again, if you follow, if you even follow what EK is doing, if you follow Andrew Huberman, if you follow Peter Atia, like there's some really cool people that you can check in with and, and hear what's happening in the industry to see where that next idea or that next modality is coming from. And so, yeah, I think I think as more and more people look to stay healthier in a more efficient manner. I definitely think there's a there's a continued space for growth in this area. And like I said, I'm fully bought in. And so at least in my corner of the world, it's going to keep growing and we'll keep advancing how we can how we can offer it to people. So yes, again, I think it's just following some of those different those different people that are leaders in the industry to see kind of what the next what the next iteration will be. I think it's here to stay. Awesome. Jenny, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think just as much as fitness has grown in the last three years, um, re the recovery aspect is going to continue to grow. And, you know, I think it's important to keep in mind the recovery aspect is as important as as the training itself, as some of the lifestyle choices um, themselves and making sure that staffs are aware of that, that your trainers are aware of that and keeping the entire organization that you, either it's you or you and your team making sure that they stay on trend with what is new. Because if we look, you know, 10, 20 years ago, yeah, steam and sauna, they're here and and, and they've stuck around. Whereas some of the other um, trends, uh, I don't whether it's fitness classes or specific ways of training have kind of come and gone. So making sure that you're not um, an early adopter, but you're also not the very last adopter, let things be proven out over a period of time and then add that to your, portfolio if it fits your business model if it fits the needs of your business because that's how 
our members are going to be able to better take advantage of it. Um, because if we adopt too early and it and it doesn't pan out, then they feel like they got the short end of the stick, or they may have moved on if you're too late to adopt some things. Um, and so if, if you're looking at that, um, then you've got a good model for making sure that you can listen to the voice of your customer and make sure you're providing them with things that they actually want and need in a way that also meets the needs of your business. And, you know, I don't I don't think the idea of a holistic approach to health and wellness is is going to change. And the more research and technology that come along will be ways um, that will supplement and aid what we know already works really well with sleep, diet and and movement. So. Yeah, Jenny, a good point you brought up is making sure it fits with your business model, right? It can be easy to get excited and want to like add all these amenities, but if it doesn't work for your business, then why are you doing it? Right. You just put it in your house then. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Some people do. (laughs) If you love it, put it in your house. (laughs) Kevin, what are your thoughts on the future recovery? I don't see it going away anytime soon. Um, Obviously, I I think, you know, we're going to see more growth in the critical murder setups at gyms and studios. I also see an increase in um, tracking devices to really give clients real-time feedback on behaviors and when they change the behavior, uh, what does that really do in terms of their outcomes with wellness? For instance, do breathing, like tracking devices to make sure their heart rate reduces during that do breathing session, right? So I think tracking devices will be huge. Also from a motivational guidance and coaching standpoint. Um, again, during COVID, isolated, now we're not, so we want that accountability factor as well in what we do in the wellness space and really tying in behavior to actual outcome in the wellness space and then being key. Yeah, of course. EK, what are your thoughts? Recovery is just in its infancy right now. I mean, we are, we're at 10% of where, we, of where we're going to be. I think technology, to, to echo what Kevin was saying, technology is going to be more impactful in this space than we've seen it in fitness or anywhere else. And, you know, recovering fitness, they do kind of go back and forth. But with your wearables, things like the whoops, things like the aura ring or the bio strap, you know, I can actually have a customer come into our store and we can track essentially in real time what modalities are working for, you know, which one's bringing the inflammation down, you know, what, how, what's raising HRV, what's helping them sleep better. Um, you know, wearables are out there now for things like measuring hydration. I mean, imagine, imagine the applications that opens for an IV place or for really anybody, you know, we, we talk about in fitness, you have orange theory who came out and talked about epoch. Well, epoch is affected by everything from stress levels to sleep to hydration levels. So it's not just one simple thing. So the reality is you now have these wearables that can track all of this. The other reason I think that we're going to boom is, in my opinion, business changes and generational swings. And there's generational swings probably every 10 years or so. And what I mean by that is a 16-year-old today has some buying influence on their house and things like that. But in 10 years from now, they're going to be buying for themselves. And they're going to be seeing these trends that have changed over the years. We're seeing so much of recovery on social media right now that it is impossible for a lot of these things not to take hold. I think in the in the meantime, you're going to see a lot of kind of, I want to call them specialty places pop up, which might do IV only or which might do HRT only. 
the future is going to be the store that you're able to walk into and literally get all of this from the IVs to the sleep tracking, to the blood draws, to the lab work. It's, it really is a merging of medical and recovery spaces. Um, I think in the next 10 years, you're going to see it come out of recovery into more biohacking. I think you're going to see biohacking be a term everybody understands. You know, the recovery wellness, we would love to put biohacking underneath our banner, but 99% of the population doesn't know what that means. So I think it's very important for everyone in fitness to remember we're not the average population out there. We understand what red light does. We understand what cryo does. But to 99% of the population, this is alien technology to them. So again, I think the education coming out on social media in the next 10 years is going to really help this. Um, it's it's going to be the shop that people can come into that figure out how to optimize their lives. And once they learn one thing, they're going to want to learn the other. So that's where I see recovery going is I see it being more and more expanded opportunities for everybody out there. Yeah, you brought up a good point about the fitness industry being really bought in and we know how recovery works, right? But if I was a fitness operator who invested a lot into recovery products and I see the same three people using them and no one else. What advice would you have to kind of help educate the general population on these benefits? Like what tips can club operators have to kind of get more people involved, right? And Jenny, I'll start with you on this. Yeah, um, I think we do a, a decent job of getting the information out to the people who are interacting with members most. You know, we have a, a very well-designed website that if you go click on any of our amenities, um, especially our, our studio flow, it lists out the benefits that you're going to, to get by using that product um, that we offer. And we have different channels of delivering that information, but it's getting really clear in your brand message and your brand voice so that that product matches and that it seems like it's all cohesive because if it doesn't match, um, there may be some skepticism by the consumer. Right. So it's it's making sure that your message is clear and that you're able to to put it into different channels. And we we utilize everything from email to website to social media and, and everywhere in between to make sure that our members know what we offer, how and when it's offered um, and where they can get more information. So just making sure that that you're clear there um, kind of helps with with making sure that you're not just seeing the same three members over and over and that you can capture a much wider audience because you're using multiple channels to communicate that that value proposition to them. Yeah. EK, what advice do you have for kind of taking all the science and making normal people understand it? Once you get them in the door, and that's tricky. I mean, look, we're as a growing brand, we're trying to figure out what is that information you get out there? Because if you don't go deep enough, people aren't interested. If you go too deep, you lose them in the science. And so what we found is you know, give people just, hey, what are the top five things that this thing does for me? You know, what, how is this going to impact me today? And how is it going to help me tomorrow? The other thing is, is hand walking people and putting them in the modalities yourself, sitting next to them and going through one of the therapies with them. There's a big trust factor there. You know, look, when I have people come do cryotherapy for the first time, it's not unusual for one of my team to get in the chamber with them so that that person can experience it and or bring a friend in with you and do it. So Again, this is all about experiencing it first. So my advice would be, you know, when you're touring people through these clubs, put them in and put them on the products. And that's where they're going to want to learn more. I agree they're going to do a deep dive. Most people before they come in there, but they've already forgotten what they read the second they walk in the door. 
and see the product because then they see something else that's shiny in the corner. So put them in it, give them the top three to five benefits of how it really is going to help them. Yeah. Kevin, what's your advice? You know, one of the things we did, we did a survey monkey for our members to really understand what they are wanting to the education. Like, do you understand what credit is or do you understand what the benefits are of sauna? And we compile a lot of information and we do educational seminars, workshops on site, really tailored to what we're seeing and hearing from the members themselves. Um, and then trying to, again, to Inky's point, not be so scientific that we lose them, but um, being being very thoughtful in what that uh, that service will do to enhance their quality of life, right? So I think really asking your members what they know and don't know, uh, and then really tailoring educational seminars to that has been helpful for us. And also, I think even Kay also mentioned, we have like a, a, a promo now that you can bring a friend to any new service, be friends in crowd. No one wanted to run there alone, and they're like, what is it going to do to me? Um, so I think, you know, having that peer buddy to come with you to try out different avenues that are new to them also help them see the benefits as well. Yeah, I think that's great advice. Allow them to bring someone they trust along with them. And if you want to know what your members know, ask them directly. I think that's great advice. Mary, what are your thoughts on this? Well, um, I'm excited right now because like I mentioned, we're in the process of rebranding both of our spaces. And I am as guilty as anyone of having our marketing very much so geared toward stereotypical user of the services. And so from the marketing side of things, I'm excited about some of the ideas that this company that we're working with, we've come up with. One of the taglines that I love is it says getting healthy is an inside job. And then it talks about the benefits of cryotherapy. It talks about the benefits of PEMF. And so again, like if you can relate to people on a level where they kind of like, oh, that's catchy. And then they're interested in reading a little bit more about it. I think sometimes that type of thing or frustrated with fine lines and wrinkles, just chill. And then it talks about the cryofacial. So from the marketing side of things, I think there's some creative ways to, to capture people's attention. Um, I also think one of the components, it was maybe a little while ago, but there's some really unique populations that we serve within the facility. And one group is uh, a group that contends with Parkinson's disease. And so there are some people that could greatly benefit from the services that we offer. And so again, I think we've been talking about either general population or the athletic population. And I think there's some really unique people contending with chronic disease that if we can get a message out in that space, those those people are all very highly connected and they're very interested in seeing what's working for, for one and giving it a try. And so I think that's a route that I'm interested in pursuing is really helping people oncology, Parkinson's, anything that's going on in those spaces, there's some cool things that these treatments can, can benefit them. So that's another, that's another route that we're going. Um, and then the question at one point we had talked about how, how you could present things. And one of the things that I've always said is if you just come and hang out with us for a week, I guarantee you will feel better. Follow, follow what it is that we're laying out. I know you'll feel better. To EK's point, you don't want to give everything away for free. And so we've been talking about the different ways that you can structure either do you have 
all memberships pay an increased amount and then everybody in your membership base has access to it? Or do you look at doing something where you say, hey, there's a, a plus type membership where you get 40 treatments per month. And then if you decide to do three treatments one day or two treatments another day, once you use up those treatments, then you're good to go. I think there's some interesting ways to present things from that, that side of the equation. Um, you have to make sure you obviously have enough of the equipment to accommodate an increase across all membership. But again, I think that's a unique way to, to really garner some engagement and involvement from the membership base. So those are some other points too. Yeah, I think we've heard a lot of great stuff. And one common theme is there's so much you can do with recovery, right? There's so many people you can impact. There's so many ways you can do it. And I would love to just kind of hear from you all, which way do you feel would be the most impactful? And maybe a better way to put it is if I was a club owner and today I could invest in one recovery modality for my business, which one do you think is the most bang for my buck for my members? I'll give you a second to think about it. And EK, we'll start with you. That's a, that's a super tough one. Um, yeah. Because I stay with the hard one every now and then. I'm glad you ended with it. But, you know, if you look at it's hard because in, in every business owner's mind, we pair what we pay for something versus what we should charge for it. And that is could not be the exact opposite in the, in the recovery world. So, for example, I might pay called $100,000 for my cryo unit, and I might pay $4,000 for my sauna unit. But I'm actually charging that person the same thing per use, which on paper and in business makes zero sense at all. But we've got to figure out, you know, what's going to get people in here, what's going to get them addicted. I think one of the biggest bangs for the buck, but again, it is a massive investment, is cryotherapy. And the reason I say that is it's fast. You can churn and burn people in three to five minute sessions and have them feel amazing. You know, some people, it takes a minute and they pop out of there and they're like, oh my God, I feel incredible. You know, max are going to be there three to three and a half minutes. Um, but again, you're preparing yourself, especially as a club owner to say, I'm paying X for this one product. So at the end of the day, you better facilitate a couple other products around that to even help sell that product more. So that's, uh, I think the most bang for the buck you can get right now, though, is probably a contrast therapy type scenario, which is cold and hot. Awesome. Thanks. Kevin, what are your thoughts? I don't know how you're going on. There's so many different factors in play there, but I definitely think cryo, um, based on what we've seen in our clubs in terms of um, the benefit that we're hearing and the testimonials we're gathering, but I do think we're moving to the more hot and cold as well. But I think if you had to summarize it in one one modality, we love cryo. Awesome. Mary, what are your thoughts? Oh, gosh. I feel like I plead the fifth. Um, that's too hard. I, again, I just think there's so much benefit in the variety. And so, okay, fine. Cryo. <laughs> again, though, there's... There's so much, but and certain people can't. Certain people can't do cryo. So, like when I say that, I'm fully aware of the fact that, again, I just think it's too hard. If you told me I had to pick a secondary, yes, I would either do, I would either do red light or I would do um, the infrared sauna, that type of that type of modality to, again, counterbalance the cryotherapy. Um, really, truly, at the end of the day, though, I think it's having a champion for the space. Whatever whatever modality you pick, you got to have that that individual leading it that has such an extreme passion for 
whatever. And if, if they're behind it and they're the champion for it, then I'm sure they'll, right. They'll get others engaged and going too. So yes. Yeah, so that's really the advice with whatever modality it is that you, you decide to go with their multiples to really make sure that that person is, is totally bought in. That's leading the space. Vinny, what's your answer? Um, kind of along the same lines of Mary's is that it, it really depends on your business and, and what you are able to offer with your budgeting and with um, your type of, of member. Um, but I think the biggest investment once you'd land on something is the people. Um, you know, Mary just spoke about having a champion, but it's making sure that every single person in that facility can talk about the benefits of what you're doing. Because they're the first person that a member is going to come in and talk to. And just like um, EK said, it's the experiential side. So if they're bought in and they're a rabid fan of your brand and, and what you have to offer, whether it's fitness or or the idea of recovery that we're talking about today, is that you have to have them bought into the process and that this is what we do and this is how we continue to help people. Because at the end of the day, the more that we're able to help people by educating our own people the product itself will continue, will, will be successful. Um, and along those lines, I mean, if we're, if we're looking at most bang for the buck, um, we recently opened a club. It did not have steam and sauna. And you know what the number one bug in our ear was, was steam and sauna, because there are cardiovascular benefits, um, you know, mitochondrial heat shock proteins that are released that, you know, it's something that's fairly familiar. And it's something that, could segue someone into the other side of the contrast into the cold therapy if that's if that's you know if that were to be our next move but it's getting them um one getting your people educated they're going to share that passion with your members and then that opens the door for so many other things that you're able to do with that membership because now they're also on board with that same vision of your brand and your company i kind of want to add to that real quick if you don't mind taylor i was thinking after i gave my answer too but you know, it all depends how you want that member to walk out of your facility as well. And I say that because somebody leaving doing a float versus somebody leaving doing a cryo, two very different feelings. And so I think as a as an owner, you've got to figure out how do you want those people leaving? And so, you know, a suggestion I would have is cryo is definitely, you know, cryo cold plunge. It's great. It's fast, quick pick me up. But then you've got the things like compression mixed with brain tap or neurovisor, which is designed to get that person leaving in a very calm state. So you know, if you're a CEO, anybody in management, when that day ends at 6, 630, you want to go home to your family. You want to be either I need that energy or I need that clarity on a mental process. So I think, again, you got to address that customer base. Yeah, it was kind of a silly question because there's so many factors involved. Right. But I do think it's important for all of our listeners to know that at the end of the day, you need to do what's best for your business and know the people you are serving. Right. And recovery is a huge investment. You can't just go out and buy every modality and cross your fingers and hope you get your money back, your money's worth on it. Um, so just really serving your members, know what they want before investing, I think is also just something to keep in mind. And we have about 10 minutes left. So I would love to give you each an opportunity, just if there's one final piece of advice of all, um, around surrounding recovery, what would that be for everyone listening today? One final piece of advice you have, or just something you want everyone to know. And Kevin, we'll start with you. Yeah, teams that are constantly innovative and leveraging technology, we didn't even talk about AI. 
and in fact, uh, artificial intelligence will have on this industry, which will be huge. Um, that's important, and also and staying up to date on current trends. And really, again, we said before, ask your members. Don't be afraid to ask your members what they want, what they want to see in terms of amenities. Because nine, ten out of ten, they'll then buy those services as well. So I think just staying current, up to date, and don't be afraid to reach out and ask for um, guidance from your own memberships. Awesome, Mary. I think it goes back to something I maybe mentioned before, but what is the problem that your customer is coming in with and how are you going to solve it? I think that's where that's where you need to start with any any outlook or any decision within the facility. So that would be my piece of advice and keep learning. My gosh, there's so many, so many cool things happening and so many neat people to listen to. Keep reading, learning, watching, listening stay on top of things and really, like I said, continue to figure out how we can help solve the problems that our clients and our members are bringing, bringing through the doors to, to work with them to make such a big impact on their lives. Awesome. Ike, your final thoughts. Kind of go back to one of my favorite quotes is, the, is a Henry Ford quote where he says, if I had asked people what they wanted, they would have told me faster horses. And he was talking about when he made the automobile. So the reality is, it's our job as leaders in the industry to show people what they need and to show people what's, you know, they don't know they want it until they actually experience this, if that makes sense. Once they experience it, they, they, they can't get enough of it. Um, you know, a lot of us out there as club owners are chasing, we always talk about it. We, you know, we're 80% of the population probably doesn't work out. So we're all trying to cater to that 20%. Recovery caters to 100% of the population. The reason I know that's a fact is, we all have stresses in everyday life. We all have struggles. We all have inflammation. You know, the root cause of aging is inflammation. So we all have a very common bond. When people come into the gym, they want to get healthier for the most part, or they want to look better naked. It's usually one of the two, but eventually it gets to the point where they want to get healthier. With recovery, they're coming in and dressing. I have problems. So I think in closing of my ramblings, the most important thing is get to the root of that problem in the sense of when they come in and say, my back hurts. Their back, yeah, their back hurts. But what they're telling you is they're not sleeping good. They've got super stressed. They don't have the energy to get through their day. You have the opportunity to be a hero to that person and their family at that time. So this is a very impactful thing we're talking about. I think everybody needs to take it at a very serious level to understand this is life changing for the people that will walk through your doors. Yeah. Jenny, we'll wrap up with you. Thank you for saving saving me for last. Um, I think a couple of things, and I think everybody kind of touched on this, is one, making sure that whatever you choose, whether um, you're coming up with the idea yourself or you're getting it from feedback from your members, is to do your own research. Mary said it very well, continue learning, because if you're able to find the modality that fits your business, I'm sure there's three to four or five different vendors who offer that same thing. And choosing a vendor who's easy to work with, the quality is high and lines of communication stay open are huge, especially if you're bringing in outside equipment into your space. And so, you know, we've talked about probably 10 or 12 different modalities just in this 45 minute conversation, but it's choosing the one that works for you. Um, and then making sure that, that you make the right selection when you do choose to bring it in and then have a proper onboarding. You know, if someone offers the best machine, but they have poor on onboarding um, setup and, and execution, then you're not setting your team and facility up for success. 
Awesome. Well, thank you all so much for a great conversation. I definitely learned a lot. I hope you all did as well. Um, if you're interested in learning more about recovery, we're actually doing a recovery panel at the Club Solutions Leadership Retreat this September in California. EK will also be on that. So looking forward to talking to you again, EK. And I thank you all for taking time out of your day to be a part of this panel. And I thank everyone for joining us. So I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you, guys. Thanks, thank guys. You. Thank you.